Sissy, pervert, something else I can't remember. This is underage people, so again, it's not something I condone. Welcome to Your Way, a podcast where two nerds force each other to watch a beloved show the other has never seen before. This season, Mallory is forcing me to watch the seminal 90s anime Neon Genesis Evangelion from the incomparable mind of Hideaki Anno. On today's episode, Shinji makes new friends but runs away anyways, and I wax on about Anno's use of stillness. So this is uh, episode four of Neon Genesis Evangelion, also known as Rain After Running Away and Hedgehog's Dilemma. Do you remember what Hedgehog's Dilemma was? Yes. Do you want me to do a recap? From episode three. Right. Do you want to give a recap of it? Yeah. So Hedgehog's Dilemma is a uh, a phrase or a meaning? Expression. An expression because... Hedgehogs, because of their quills, Mm -hmm. the closer they get to someone, Mm -hmm. the more they hurt them. Right. So it's that attitude of the closer Shinji gets, the more he knows he's going to hurt them. Mm -hmm. So he distances himself and he doesn't get attached to anything because he's apparently Buddhist. (laughs) Right. (laughs) I mean, needless to say that the whole concept of the hedgehog's dilemma is kind of ridiculous because hedgehogs clearly are fine with each other. <laughs> they procreate. Yeah. I would imagine. Exactly. Normal. <laughs> They're totally <race>. fine. <laughs> they are totally fine. Uh, but for whatever reason. Clearly it was issues. a human who came up with that and then. Indeed. So we start off this episode uh, by Misato waking up and realizing that her roommate, roommate, Shinji, <laughs> has been gone. For days. For, for days? <laughs> um, has it been days? Because she starts off by saying, like, oh, is he going to skip school again? That's true. So it could be he ran away in the night. But, like, where did all of his shit go? Did he ever have stuff in that room? I thought... There was boxes He only stuff, had a... Her, in her room, not his. No, I thought in his room initially when he went in there was boxes. I he had, like, a hers. desk and stuff, maybe. I don't remember him having things. Shinji travels late. All he needs is his tape tape recorder thing. Walkman. Let's go there. Yeah. All he needs is his Walkman. We'll get there. So yeah, she finds out uh, it's been five days since Angel 4. Yep. Uh, Evil 1 is fixed. Yeah. Ready to go. She's wondering when he's going to be ready to go. Yep. And yet he is... Not there. M.I.A. (laughs) Indeed. He has ran away. But promisingly, if that's a word, um, his classmates have come to check on him. Yes, they have come to check on him, so yay, he has friends. He's making friends. Um, They do not um, react well to her. In what way? They do not refer to her in... Like, they only ever comment on how beautiful she is. Right. Nothing else. They're 14-year-old boys. Sure. This is anime from the 90s. Um, (laughs) I will say I enjoyed, um, when she answers the door, I think Toji 
screams a little. <laughs> and Ken is like, like he, like they animated him going like, Jesus. <laughs> and then like hitting him like, don't scare me. Because yeah, Doji's like, ah! And then Ken is like, ah! <laughs> like to, reacting to Doji. didn't expect to see such beauty. The attention to detail. Right? Yeah, exactly. Um, I actually wrote from our last episode, one of the things I had commented on or wanted to comment on was like, their accurate depiction of teenagers. And really, this is just an extension of that. <laughs> yeah, exactly. They see a beautiful person and they're like, bah! <laughs> When you were 14, isn't that what you would have done? Um, Door opens, beautiful woman, when you're expecting to see your pimply-faced classmate. Uh, yeah, I guess. <laughs> I guess. That's cue the porn music. Except this is underage <laughs> people, so again, it's not something I condone. All right. Moving on from that, because I don't want to get banned on episode four. Right? Um, So they have a conversation, and then she kicks the door because she's mad at Shinji. Right? And and I think you're about to ask... They're on the other side of that door. I know, that's exactly... They surely hear her boot the door, and, like, if I was them, I'd be like, what was that? Yeah. I did, like... It's just one of those, you always have to think about what other characters are doing at that time. It's like, um... Maybe they ran away very quickly. Maybe. Maybe they <laughs> ran off because they had erections and they were like, let's get out of here. Um, I it, just want to point out that I'm not the only one who made this weird now. <laughs> no, no. Um, <laughs> it, but it is one of those, like, if the characters aren't there, they still exist. If they're not in the scene... They still exist in that universe. I mean, I think we're they, missing the important part, which is the fact that Katsuragi didn't really give a shit whether or not they were on the other side of the door when she no. did that. She's frustrated, no. right? But I always like to think of, it's like um, Game of Thrones uh-huh. this last season. When, uh, you know, they all end up back at Winterfell. And I always said, I know it won't be in the show, but there's a seat, there's a part where I want to see them having dinner. John, Sansa, and Arya just having dinner and going like, man, I got raped several times. Um, I got married to this bolt. Like, it was like Sansa just going off about how horrible her life was. John being like, cool, I was murdered. And then I had to come back. And then Arya going, cool, all of this happened to me. And them just going like, our lives suck. But that is exactly it of, she kicked the door. I want to see what Kent and Toji were like going like. You want to see the oh, conversation that they're having as they're they having, walk going away like, being like, she, kick the she door? was hot, but she sure is weird. She kicked the door after we left exactly. and then just yelled Shinji's name. Yep. That's a weird reaction. Yep. Especially considering she lied to them and the goal is just at the nerve center. Exactly. Why exactly. is she all freaking out now? Yeah. Um, but that was a nice little tangent. Exactly. And um, then we get the like what seems like it should be an extraordinarily long train ride. Which like props out to Shinji because I very much enjoy riding the train, listening to music and moping. It's one of my favorite activities. Um But he seems to have gone like a really long ways. He, from why under, from my understanding is, it's a, they do time by like cutting and having people not be on the train and then be on the train. Like the passengers change. Yeah. He doesn't. Yeah. 
he rides this track back and forth. Because I'm picturing it like a C-train or an LRT. So you're saying, okay, so you're saying that it wasn't that he went in one direction only, he went back back and and forth forth several times. And then at the Uh, end of it, when they were like, we are now done, we're at the end of the track, make sure you have all your belongings, is when he finally got up because they were like, get off the train. I still think he went far ways away because it seems to me that he rode the train all day. He gets off at at night, he spends the night in the movie theater... And then he wakes up the next day and takes, like, a bus places and ends up, like, walking back. Like, it seemed like he had to, like, hike halfway across Japan to get back. It was very strange. Like... I didn't think he went that far. He was just on the outskirts of the city. Oh, it seemed, to, to me, it didn't seem that way because he had to take that, like, that bus. He took a bus and then got off in the countryside and then, like, Wait, walked Wait, he just didn't take the away. train back. It's very weird. He just didn't take the train back. I don't know. Anyways. Um, I mean, I, will... I guess in the, in the in the grand scheme of things, it doesn't matter. He just, he went away. At one point, so, he said, I have to go back. Yeah, exactly. Um, something really important. I think this is really important for you, so pay attention. The Walkman? Why does he have a Walkman? No. Oh, just, okay. Just listen. <laughs> don't, Surely don't they guess. have CDs at this point. Just listen. No, it's the 90s. No, I feel as though... We need to focus on the important issue of why does he still have the tape cassette player? Anyways, so <laughs> in the subtitles, when he's on the train and they're talking about which city they're in, they say New Tokyo 3. So I wanted to say I apologize for giving you such a hard time in like the first or second episode because in the subtitles this time, they did refer to it as New, not Neo. So it can be both, I guess. I humbly isn't accept that, your apology. Isn't that more important than talking about the freaking Walkman? No, the Walkman is still utmost. I knew I was right. I didn't need to be justified. <laughs> Neo and New mean the same thing. Right, but they're still different. <laughs> yes. Let's just say The Matrix would have been a whole different movie if the main character's name was New. <laughs> All right, I'll allow that. <laughs> What's your code name? New. new. <laughs> ah, yes, New. Um, no, that is that is very important. Um, I did write that he's very bad at running away. Because he did not get far, in my opinion. But, also, I don't know. I don't ever remember running away from no, home. No, gosh, no, no. So. My mother once ran away from home because her parents would not let her watch Flipper. That seems justified. Right? She ran next door. It wasn't very far. It wasn't really a big deal. So um, she's also bad at running away. Right. He so, pe- Sorry. So he went, um, he spent the night in the movie theater. Yeah. Um, with weird people making out and other people spending the night in the movie theater. Um, and when we see later, it looks like it was a movie. And, and based on what they were talking about, it was a movie about the second impact. So once again, yeah. we get a little bit more information. It's a very dramatized. Like, if you read the subtitles, it's like, why do why do we believe in science? And then it's like, you have to watch this. You're a scientist. And it's just like, all right, calm down. Like, it almost seemed like they mixed an old school monster movie with a documentary. But you also have to remember that it was just last episode and we were talking about this, and I think you use these words to describe the second impact as the end of the world. I feel like a little drama is pretty warranted. Sure. When half of the world's population was decimated. Sure, Canada's uh, fine. Yeah, it's true. I mean, we have the mountain range. Yeah, we're fine. Where we're from, I mean, Calgary is like a high city. We're like a mile up, like Colorado, Denver. Oh, yeah, we're good. Yeah, we're fine. Um, He PTSDs hard. 
when he's walking through the city. Right. Everything goes red. Like, he suffers from PTSD really well, hard. I think there. we should avoid, like, diagnosing this kid ourselves. He has suffered something traumatic. It is post-traumatic. He is obviously stressed about it. I, I would just, I just, like, from a mental health perspective, I think that, like, di- diagnosing people with diet, with illnesses. He that has. We, ex- just wait, that we are not trained on diagnosing people with leads to social stigma. So I think it's totally fair to say that he's suffering from a lot of stress and mental dis- distress after a traumatic event, but I don't think it's appropriate to say that, to, to qualify him as definitely having post-traumatic stress disorder. He has trauma. Yes. He, he's experienced trauma. He's now experiencing the effects of trauma. that trauma. Yes, I completely okay. agree. I just, I really would like to be cautious about how we label things. But yes, you're right. He has that weird, creepy pink scene where he kind of spaces out, and we're not really. It doesn't really explain it. It just seems like well, he's, and that's making me think like thinking of the it's event. more of a sea train situation because he's still in the city. Didn't take him long to get back to the city. Yeah, I mean, I guess that's the thing is to me, I don't necessarily interpret that that was specifically that's New it. Tokyo Three. Like, but I, I, you mean New Tokyo Three? It's just <laughs> so it is. It's kind of. I don't know. It's just, at the end of the day, it really doesn't matter how far he went. It's just that it isn't terribly clear. Yeah, He ran away. Exactly. Um, So then we deal with a couple of dialogue with the scientists talking about Ray. Right. They're talking about the fact that if he's gone, now they have to use her. But she's still really badly broken up. And we see this weird scene of her like half nude body which is like slightly uncomfortable for myself she has a bulge she doesn't have a bulge she has a v she has a bulge it's not a bulge it bulged out it does not bulge out um no so they they scan her yeah obviously they're trying to make sure that she's ready to take back which she is not because after the scan she still has her arm in a cast yep she's still bandaged all the way up yep she is clearly not ready to pilot anything. Oh yeah, she's effed up. Like what happened? She to got effed bad. up. Yeah. Um, they kind of flash that scene of um, Katsuragi talking to Shinji after the battle, and he actually looks like pretty elated. Like he looks pretty happy about the fact that they won. He actually seems pretty like pumped up, but she just proceeds to berate him. Totally. I put he is prestiging hard. Explain. He is clearly. Doing the Angier's double, where he knows his worth, and she's like, you didn't listen. And he's like, okay, job got done. But you didn't do what I said. And he's like, what are you going to do, fire me? I'm the only one who can pilot this EVA, this EVA. Mm-hmm. Like, he's he is Angier's double in the bar. When he's like, I want more money. Yeah. And it's like, you can't do this without me. Yeah. I now know this. Yeah. I want... Some more freedom, cheddar, however you want to put it. Yep. He is prestiging hard in that. <laughs> where he's, like, yeah, he's just saying, like, screw you. And I think it's it's just, it's really unfortunate that, you know, they, they give him all this shit and he gives himself all this shit about not wanting to do this. And then he has this moment where it seems like he's actually kind of like. He's happy with his outcome. Like, yeah. He's, he's thrilled with what he's done. Yeah. And, and they just, they won't still, even let him have that. Oh, yeah. 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 No, that's awful. Exactly. Um, then we well, cut to him. Is is the next scene him walking through the field? 
uh, I don't know. I didn't really write much about the field, to be very honest. To me, like, that was just, it was, you know, it was yeah, a nice... just giving us more insight into Ken. Well, yeah, and, it, and I think it kind of builds their friendship a little bit more, yeah. and I think that's really good. And they kind I of commiserate say, about the fact that they both don't have mothers, and yeah. It made me think that Ken becomes a pilot. I actually can't remember, to be very well, honest. I'm glad, don't tell me. Yeah, Don't exactly. spoil it. Um, but, but I'm getting vibes that Ken becomes a pilot. But speaking about other pilots, there's also kind of the cutscenes in there where um, they're talking about the Marduk report. Yeah. Right. So they're talking about the fact that Shinji is the third child. They refer to the third child as how he's going to be leaving tomorrow. And right. And then they talk about the fact that the Marduk report has not found a fourth child. So, yeah, they know how many children they should have. Uh, Who's it, the first it's not, child? Well, it's not so much that they know how many children they should have, so much as the Marduk report kind of points out children that are capable of piloting. Okay. Right? So so they've identified three so you far. You and I took that wrong. I didn't think Shinji was the third. No, it is. He is. Oh, is he? Yeah. I thought he was the second. Ray was the first. Ray is they the first. They just found the third one. No. They'll be bringing the third one in. No. But they're saying, no, the Shinji's the third one. We found him. He's leaving tomorrow. We will be bringing him back. and then No, they didn't say anything about bringing him back. Well, no, because that was didn't... in the field and the creepy men show up. Well, yeah, but they didn't, and all I'm saying is that in that conversation, they didn't mention it. All they said in the conversation is that the third child is leaving tomorrow. We haven't found the fourth one yet. Right. Okay. Um, So basically, yeah, the sum of this is that, yeah, I mean, realistically at this point, I guess we don't know if Ray is the first or the second child, but we're missing one. We're missing a child. Yeah. And we're missing another one because the fourth child hasn't been found yet either. Right. Hasn't the way that I read that though is that they have not been identified yeah. yet. It's not that we haven't found them, it's that we one don't know who it MIA, is. The other one we don't know anything about yet. Right. Right. Exactly. So then it cuts to school. Yep. Toji's like, What do you do? Like, how didn't you stop him? Why didn't you keep the men from taking him? Which again, I I totally agree with Kensuke on this that like, like you what weren't the hell there. was I supposed to do? They all yeah. The creepy men came out of the fog. Yeah. What am I going to do? And they work for NERV, which is yeah. this international organization. The government that pretty much runs the city we live in. Yeah, they're not even a government. That's the crazy thing about NERV. They're like a separate entity all into themselves. That's like the men in black. Kind of. My understanding is that they're kind of like an offshoot of the UN. Oh, uh, yeah. Like they're a division, a special division of the United Nations. Or they're funded by the United Nations, maybe. It's it's kind of confusing. But di- But the governments kind of exist outside. So like when we saw... Sele in the room with all the colored chairs. Uh-huh. Um, those people were from all different places in the world. Yeah. So, and that's the confusing part. There's Sele, which I can't remember. I don't think they're part of the UN necessarily. I think they're kind of like their own secretive group doing their own shit. And this is where it kind of gets confusing in kind of who is doing what, right? So there's the United Nations that are you know, they've kind of banded together mm-hmm. to kind of protect things. Yeah. They weren't able to, so they allowed Nerve to use their Evas. And Eva is, yeah, the Nerve, sorry, Nerve is this kind of, yeah, this separate thing. And I should I should have looked up, and I guess I could look it up right now. Um, but uh, did you see, I was trying to read the rest of the inscription underneath the Nerve logo when he's sitting in that room. Because mm-hmm. it starts off with God's in his heaven. And I can't remember if it says all all's right with the world or something, but it's like, I, it's just kind of a creepy statement, so we'll have to keep a, an eye out for that in the future. Okay. Yeah. Um, 
I don't know what's up with the girls. Some of the insults they throw at Ken don't make sense to the scenario he was under. Wait, I don't know that we know that he they're throwing them at him or if they're throwing them at Toji. Like when they said pervert and those Sissy. Three? Sissy, pervert, something else I can't remember. Who knows? I That was... Who knows? I don't know. I, I, I'm i not putting too much thought into that because it was just kind of a weird... That was a weird thing. It was. Um, speaking of weird, because then we deal with like a weird eye for eye situation. Totally. Like, so... Uh, Team Shinji, Justice. <laughs> yeah. Shinji gets to the train station, mm-hmm. escorted by the nerve mm-hmm. agents. Mm-hmm. A bag gets thrown at him, mm-hmm. which it turns out came from Toji and Ken. Mm-hmm. Um, and then they're like, oh, you forgot this bag. Where, what's in this bag? Where did they get it? I am so confused. <laughs> like, is that his clothes? Did it's they a go through package. <laughs> yeah. They say, like, oh, we've watched enough kids leave that we yep. don't know. Yeah, where exactly. Where you would be going from. Exactly. Uh, and then, yeah, Toji does a weird eye for an eye situation where he's like, I'm sorry for punching you twice. Like, I'm, I think it kind of throws back to the Japanese, like, honor system where it's like, I and see to me, I what I even... did was dishonorable. So now you need to do it back to me. I, I think that like it's you're such a without, without being, weird without, thing. With the fact that both of us are white and not Japanese at all. I don't think there's really much that we can say in terms of, like, the cultural perspective of it. To me, it was, I mean, to me, I think that that's a pretty universal bro-duty teenage boy kind of thing. I don't think that that's, like... I can honestly tell you that that never happened in any of my friendships. I, I just feel like I could see, like, teenage boys anywhere in the world being, like, I punched you and I was wrong, so it's okay if you, like, we're totally cool if you punch you me back. You get to punch me back. Yeah, I can totally see that. Like, I don't know if that's, yeah necessarily like a culturally specific thing but it was a it was a weird but it interaction. was yeah it was very bizarre and, um, and the fact that he went through with it yeah like right? you have that choice of you're like oh i don't have to actually go through with exactly this. that was weird as well uh the music that was playing in the transition was weird like it was a weird tone i kept hearing it and going like what is i know it was bizarre it was bizarre um so he gets onto the train tracks the train comes by there's all this discussion about how it's a special train blah 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 blah. only official people can get exactly on train goes away and boom shinji's still standing there you missed a key part there it doesn't matter that she's there the point is that cat showed up whatever so he's meaning she didn't want him to go yes that's a key part. She At first she was very like, I don't care about him. Let him go. He doesn't want to be here. Mm-hmm. And then she showed up. You're looking at me like I've, like you're really mad and you want to be like, stop interrupting me. But That's basically I, it, it what it is. It is a key. Yeah. but You can't skip that key thing. I didn't say I was skipping it completely. <laughs> I'm trying to make a point and you just completely interrupted me. So, you know, continue. So, no, that was it. She Are you sure up. you don't have more to say? No, I'm good. I know you're kind of the king of important facts. <laughs> I'm just saying, STFU when I'm trying to make a point. <laughs> okay, sorry. Go on. All I was trying to say is that he's freaking standing there. You look across the tracks. There's Katsuragi. They have this big old staring contest. Everybody's there. It goes on for freaking ever, and it's just like I don't know if it's a Hideaki Anno trademark because we just watched shin godzilla not too long ago which was also done by the same guy who does evangelion i did um, not know that 
that the guy was the same? No, we, we did not know that. We talked about that a whole bunch that night. You may have. I was not <laughs> a part of this. <laughs> Anyways, so, yeah. And basically, kind of taking away from it, it's just that, like, this whole entire show, because this goes throughout the entire series, but, like, big, long, pregnant pauses are a mood. Like, they are a theme. They are, like, I feel like that's maybe something that I need to incorporate more into my life. Although I feel like there's not enough people who would understand it. But if I was in a place where I could be like, man, this is an Evangelion pregnant pause kind of time. It would be, I would appreciate if people could understand that. So what I'm hearing is when I come home from work or you come home from going out, you and I need to stare at each other for a prolonged amount of time before saying hello. That or even (laughs) when you decide to interrupt my important point about pregnant pauses, (laughs) we could have easily had a several minute staring contest that would have translated incredibly poorly to the podcast world, but would have been thematically very appropriate. Same. I, yeah, sure. I'll allow it. I just realized my last note from the intoxicated. Right. What preview? Yeah, is the exact same as my sober. That's pretty fantastic. But I worded it differently. Tell us. So in the initial preview of this, hi version. I wrote WTF wait. Yep. Which at first reading sober, I thought to be like it ends on a huge cliffhanger. Yep. Where it's like WTF wait what <laughs> just happened? But it's actually. WTF to this wait. Right. What is happening right. with this prolonged wait, which we just discussed. And then I wrote longest standing scene. Oh, yeah, 100%. And, I mean, if you remember back to Shin Godzilla, there was a lot of moments where they just kind of... They just stared at the screen. That or there are these, like, mundane kind of um, discussions that happen with it. So, like, you see it even in the previous episode when they're talking at the urinals, and we're not looking at them. We're kind of doing this pan of these urinals or um you know when shinji's walking and we're hearing things in the background it's just yeah he really he really kind of sets up this suspense almost like he's trying to build suspense i don't know what it is to me it's not so much suspense so much as like it's these quiet important moments and i think it's just it's really different from what we get to see a lot in north american media no it's it's very patient um it's very kind of subdued but it's it's important in a lot of like it's just it kind of grounds you a little bit, um, and it does make you feel kind of uncomfortable though. Maybe grounding is not actually the right term. It's uncomfortable. These silences are uncomfortable. These you know long long discussions, kind of focusing on other things, are you know they can be uncomfortable. He, I like to think he uses it in a way of being like, I'm going to do this scene mm-hmm. while you are going. Why Why are we watching these two people just stare at each other? It forces you to go, well, he was just getting on a train. Mm-hmm. Or supposed to be, she had said this, mm-hmm. so he thought she didn't want him there. Mm-hmm. Then she showed up. Mm-hmm. Like, it kind of forces you to, like, backtrack through everything that happened almost. It's tense. I mean, really, it at is. the end of the day, and it's you're like, tension. I don't like this. This feels uncomfortable to me. That's what it is. It's not building suspense. It builds tension. Tension. Yeah. Yeah. Which, yeah, I mean, it, in a lot of ways, I guess, like, that would totally be how you would feel in a situation where 
now you've had two angels show up within three weeks of each other and you're never sure about what's happening next and there's all this secrecy right you're never really sure like he does Shinji doesn't really entirely know much about the Evas he's just kind of landed there everybody only knows a piece of the puzzle doesn't seem like anybody really knows the whole puzzle except for maybe Sele and Shinji's father yeah and they're not very uh it's really open tense when it comes to communication exactly Exactly. So tension is the theme of this ongoing series, I guess. So he didn't get on the train. Nope. Kat is there. She's thrilled to see him, even though, as you pointed out, she's on the wrong side of the car. It's very weird to me because in Japan, they do drive on the other side of the road. And yet her steering wheel seems to be on our side of the road. So I don't know if they flipped that. In the first episode, do they comment about how she has an American car or something? Maybe. I don't remember. I don't know. Because, um... Fun fact about anime, when they did um, show Sailor Moon in North America, they actually flipped some of the scenes. Like, they actually like reverse imaged them so that the cars would be on what we perceive as the right side of the road. Huh. Yep. So UK is not the only country that drives on that side. Oh, no, not by far. There's lots of countries. Do they still drive on the other side of the street as well? Yeah. Okay. Yeah. So the traffic is backwards to us. Yeah. Oh, yeah. I shouldn't say backwards, just opposite. I thought that was just a UK thing. No. Nope. It's also Japan. And other countries, yeah. Name I can't name them right now. Yeah. I think there's some African countries um, that, that drive on the, the other side. I can't yeah, I can't entirely remember. But there are other countries places. That were part of the old UK colonies. Well Japan wasn't part of a colony. No, they have never been a part of a colony. No. Good luck trying to get them to be part of a colony. Mm. Um I say that like I know people have tried and it failed. I have no idea where that came um, from. Anyways. Um, so they didn't get on and then cut to... The end of the episode. To be continued. Yeah, as usual. All right. I am... Um, this episode was definitely like... Like, obviously no action occurred. No. There was no fighting. Yep. Which is what I want in right. these animes. At the same time, it's kind of like my justification for like episode two of Star Wars. Mm-hmm. You can't just have nonstop like dark versus light. Mm-hmm. You gotta have like a filler. Like this is some well, stuff that's it's happening. Story, right? There's story here. Mm-hmm. I mean, so now we firmly establish that Katsuragi does care quite a bit for Shinji, yeah. and we've also established that Shinji has accepted that Neo Tokyo Three is where he's supposed to be, and that he's supposed to be there to do something. Right? Because it ends with him going, "I'm home." Exactly. And her going. He has, you know, we've established that he now has friendships, people who care for him. So he's actually building this community. And the fact that this Which episode, I think he's been missing. Right. And this episode is called Hedgehog's Dilemma, right? About the whole getting closer and the pain, blah, blah, blah. But he ends it with a community. He ends it being closer to yeah. people. So I think, uh, you know, to me, that's, there's that portion of it is that he's showing that he is kind of warming up to people. So he's actually, he's, he now has things to fight for. Yeah. Yeah. Well said. Yeah. All right, so we have no idea what's coming up on the next episode, which is kind of exciting, um, but we will see you on the other side once we're there. Thank you for listening to Your Way. Do you predict that any other characters will become pilots? Please tell us what is really happening in this show or share your own theories. You can reach us at yourwaypodcast at gmail.com or on Twitter at YourWayPod. 
If you're enjoying yourself, throw us a five-star rating on iTunes or wherever you listen. Join us next time for episode five, Ray One or Ray Beyond the Heart. And remember, you mustn't run away.